Blog Talk Radio. Another one is volume three, Viva Fidel, the mixtape. Check it out. What's going on? What's going on? Peace, everybody out there in the world. Welcome to Viva Fidel International Revolutionary Radio. We Revolution in action. Right now, we are live. Peace and power to everybody. Want to up you on a few things. You can check out a few different spots here on blogtalkradio.com slash Viva Fidel. There's links to a lot of different things going on. and We're going to bring you the people, the places, the things that are all about bringing change in a constructive manner in the community, online, and spreading the education in regards to our culture and the things that matter to us. You can also check out VivaFidelOnline.com, and that's a portal to a lot of different things, MySpace, mixtapes, YouTube, so on and so forth. All my other people out there across the land, check out MilwaukeeTalkie.com, T-A-L-K-E-E.com, to let you, a little, let you in a little bit about What's going on here in Milwaukee, Bruce City, Cream City, the Milky Way, the Mind's Eye, Kilwaukee, Murder Mill, whatever you want to call it, depending on which angle you're coming from. We have a very, very, very distinguished and special guest to kick everything off right here on Viva Fidel International Revolutionary Radio. I'm honored and I'm humbled, first of all, to introduce the brother, but also to uh, expose and introduce everything that this brother has going on right now. Um, I have on the phone, on the line, the God, Waqil Allah. Say peace to the people, brother. You on? Peace. Peace, God. Can you hear me, God? Yes. All right. We're here now. We plugged in. All right. True indeed, God. Peace to you and all your listeners out there in the universe, God. All right. We on, man. Check one, two, one, two. It's a great honor. I have the brother, Waqil Allah, who's the author of one of the most popular books out right now. It's called In the Name of Allah, and it's uh, uh, credited with actually being one of the most definitive and one of the most important chronicles and recorded histories of what's been known for so long as the greatest story never told. And so this book has been endorsed by so many people, and it's, and it's such an educational piece. We're going to talk a little bit about you, the author. We're going to talk a little bit about the book and also about the philosophies and the teachings and the, and the ways of life of the 5% nation of gods and earths. All right, brother? True indeed, God. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm so humbled. And like I said, I wanted to thank you, first of all. I know this is a compilation of, of a lot of people's efforts. I know this is a, 
is a is a, is, a, is something that you don't totally take credit for yourself, and, and it's such a great work that I understand why you include. Uh, so many people on it. it ain't something that you could have just, you know, went off of your own on. In this book, you actually get deep into a lot of the people who, you know, told have told the oral history of the nation for years and years already. That's how the story has been told and the history has been known. So you have to get to know a lot of these different people and individuals in order to compile this whole story. So I just want to thank you for your your work and on, on behalf of everybody, thank them, those that you talk to, the elders, you know, the the people that are the unsung heroes um, of our communities a lot of times, and you got a chance to reach out and, and get the stories and compile it, and it's something that will be here forever, brother. And I just want to thank you and congratulate you for your accomplishment. Indeed, God. Thank you. You're very much welcome, God. And thank you for your support and having me on your show to share this information and news with your listeners and your audience, God. Yes, brother. Now, now what you just uh, said, a lot of people might not be familiar with why why is this so important now? Why is the information um that you're letting out now so important? How how is this um information now becoming readily available to the public and why is it so important now? And and you know, tell a little bit about what it is. I, I'm just gonna let you do the speaking about what it is and why it's important right now, this timing of this book. Right. You know, Fidel, I believe that is very important because right now in America we're facing a crisis with our youth, you know, with our young. And the young today, they live with so many different distractions. You know, it's evident when you look at the news every day, what the young is going through, they're going through different trials and tribulations. A lot of them are being incarcerated. It's almost like the same old story that is still happening nowadays, which we really should have learned our history and our stories from the 60s, you know, to prevent all this. So really the message or the five-cent nation, or the message that the Father Allah was bringing to the children is more relevant today than it ever has been. You know, throughout the course of time, beginning in the early 60s when the five-cent nation was founded, um, the founder did a lot of great things for his community, a lot of great things for the children. We benefited a lot from his involvement, you know, in our lives. And this story, like you said, is the greatest story never told, you know. It's a story that hasn't been told, you know, and I felt that, and a lot of other people felt that the story had to be told, so, you know, a few of us got together and uh, we put this story together, you know, because it's a beautiful story. And uh, when I first came to the Father Nation, which was in the early 80s, I was a young teenager myself, you know, I was either 13 or 14 years of age. And uh, what captivated me was the great truth that was being taught. And the truth that's being taught is the knowledge itself, you know what I mean? In particular, the knowledge of the original black man who was captured you know, from our homeland over in Asia, or what they call Africa, and brought over here to North America, and we were made to be uh, slaves, you know, in an institution of slavery, which is which happened over a duration of a period of four centuries, you know. Right. And a lot of atrocities happened, you know. One of the main things that occurred was that we were stripped of all knowledge of self. You know, we was robbed of our names, you know, our, our land, our language, you know, and our identity of our God, you know, our true and proper God, whose proper name is Allah. So the purpose of the Fabsid Nation or the teachings that have come to us from the Nation of Islam is to reacquaint the black brothers and sisters here in America with the knowledge of themselves or who we truly are or our origin in this world. So the message of the Fabsid Nation is very relevant, you know, at this day and time. And like I was and about to say, you said something very important. You said, you know, we should have got a certain amount of that knowledge itself uh, throughout what happened in the '60s and what was so. Uh, obvious and what was so evident, what was going on in that in that struggle at that time period, 
and um, you also said that this is our knowledge of ourselves. I want to know two part in this question. Um, how did the knowledge, that basic knowledge of ourselves, in your opinion, get lost in the shuffle between that that those 60s, the early 60s, into the early 70s, that whole era, and also? Um, did you run into any opposition based on the reasons and the ways that that knowledge has been erased and trying to be uh, uh, covered or smothered in our in ourselves and in the world's knowledge? You know, everyone else's awareness about who we are and who they are has also been suppressed. Um, so did you run into any obstacles or opposition, head-up opposition as far as putting this information out? Or are you relating it specifically to the five percent nation, or the five percent? Or are you just saying in general, as far as Black history is concerned? I'm saying, well, I'm saying both, but I'm saying it in terms of specifically um, the the story that you're telling in the name of Allah. Right. Um, well, surprisingly, I didn't really run into that many um, obstacles, you know, in creating this history. One is because it's a labor of passion, you know, it's a labor of love. It's something that I always wanted to do, so. If any obstacle came my way, you know, I met and, over, and overcame those obstacles out of love and passion that I had for my people and for the teachers of the Father Nation. But one of the things that I really have to say is what you alluded to earlier is that when I started this work, I got with a lot of different people that were pioneers in the Father Nation who we considered to be elders, who were there with the Father of Law, Clarence 13X, in the early 60s when he founded the Father Sinners. And a lot of them, God, they were very helpful. You know, they were most useful uh, they volunteered the information. You know, they was happy that I was going about this project. They were yeah. happy to see the final results. So overwhelmingly, I would have to say that the overwhelmingly majority of the elders and people in our community who played an instrumental role in establishing the five percent was very helpful and they were very resourceful. So I really, I didn't really run into any problems there. You know, it's the following the nation. There's a great emphasis on teaching the babies, raising the babies, and what you just said is something I want to ask you as a man. What was something that you could share with the listeners, a memory of something that the elders told you or something that the, one of the jewels that they dropped on you? Because it's so important to draw from the elders' uh, uh, standpoint of what they've been through and what they've seen. You know, one of the elders said that the father was a one-man walking and talking boys town. You know, if you're familiar with Boys Town, basically was an orphanage started, you know, years ago, actually by some uh, Caucasians for orphan children. You know, and I, I found that that statement in itself was profound because he said that he was a one-man Boys Town, meaning that everything that you needed as a child um, to be nurtured and developed and to grow into a man, that this brother, the Father of Allah, had it in his head and had it in his heart, you know what I mean? he took the time out to go out and reach out to the children who were on the street corners. You know, they were in uh, correctional institutions. You know, they were in, some were in orphanages, you know, literally. Some were literally out on the street, you know. So he came to them and he taught them and showed them that somebody loved them and somebody cared for them. So he shared a word or two, and the word or two that he shared was the message of Islam. Now, we know that the message of Islam was here before the advent of our father, Allah, you know, this message of Islam was really in the temple with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and Minister Malcolm X. So we know what the message of Islam could do for black people 
in general. But what the right. Father Allah wanted to focus on was the youth or the babies in particular who couldn't join, you know, the temple. They couldn't join the mosque. So he had to um, adopt unorthodox ways in reaching his children. A lot of his critics say that the Father Allah had a less austere vision of Islam. You know what I mean? It wasn't as pious as represented by Minister Malcolm X. And it was designed not to be that way because he had to come out and attract the children, you know, who were living right there on the street level. So we like to say that the Father Allah was like the saint of the streets. And many of the different elders have shared various stories, you know, with me. Like uh, many of them met the Father in very awkward positions. You know, some met the Father while they was out on the street, maybe in a dice game, and the Father walked up behind them, and as they're rolling the numbers, he may ask them, do you know what this number means? That number seven? That's just a, it's not just a lucky number, but it's the number of God. you know who God is? Yeah, God is Jesus. No, 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 no. This is God. The black man is God, and let me explain to you why. You know what I mean? And this kind of revelation transformed the minds of these youth, you know, to the point that the Father of Allah, he was able to attract thousands of youth in New York City alone. You know, he did something that no man ever did, you know, and he really came by himself, you know, and of course he had elders there too, you know, amongst him, but primarily he was the one responsible for raising up this revolutionary mind state that now was planted into the minds of the children. And one of the big things is this, this is the main thing, I believe, that at the time, in the early 60s, when the father came to the gods and earth out in the streets, at that time, police brutality was at an all-time high. I mean, literally, the NYPD was killing teenagers, literally. You know, like in the case of uh, James Powell, a young 15-year-old who was out on the street, and um, he was somewhere around, you know, one of the different fire hoses or whatnot, and there was a police officer out there, and the police officer happened to get wet, you know what I mean? And as a result, they got into a confrontation, a verbal confrontation, and he shot the young 15-year-old in cold blood, you know, shot him dead, you know. So the father of Allah was there at that time to come amongst the children and kind of cool the children down, you know, give them a sense of knowledge itself, a sense of how to properly handle themselves so they wouldn't be slain out there by the police officers. And then he turned that into something constructive. You know, he started a street academy, you know, in which the children could come and they could learn, you know, your, your basic your three R's, you know, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. You know, they could learn that, and that was in the assistance or with the assistance of the Urban League at the time. So the Father Allah developed different educational programs for the children that took the children from one position and put them in another position. And what happened was those same children that were juvenile delinquents and getting into trouble and everything else, he developed a program in the Allah Street Academy, then he developed another program with a Harlem Prep, who at the time was taking on students from the Fatherson Nation as a result of the Father Allah's work. And many of these brothers was in high school, and they graduated high school, and they went on to college. So that's just like, um, you know, a few stories out of many of the different things that he did for the youth. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful that it's all all the way documented now. You know what I mean? Now it's not just uh, folklore or, or street legend, you understand? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's actual facts, you know what I mean? And one of the things that's actual facts about it is that uh, he met with the mayor. At the time it was Mayor Lindsay, okay. you know, and uh, the mayor also had an aide called Barry Goddard. And these two worked directly with the father of law in uh, 1967 to establish the Law Street Academy also to create different programs, social programs for the youth. Like they had airplane rides uh, for the children at the time. They had boat rides. 
They took them on different excursions out to the park, the Bear Mountain, and things of that nature. And these were right. things that weren't available to the children right. prior to the father coming. No doubt. So how do you think during that time the the teachings and the influence of the five percenters had on the origins of hip-hop? What do you think the impact of that 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 teaching being spread throughout the streets during the same time and birth of the culture that we know now is, you know, the biggest culture, uh, you know, across the world as far as music goes. Uh, how do you feel like the 5% actually impacted that that origin or that birth? You know what? It had a great impact. First of all, we know that hip-hop was founded in New York City, you know, up in the Bronx, and uh, was founded in the early or, or in the 70s, Right. And uh, prior to that, in the early 60s and late 60s, there in New York City, the 5% nation or the 5%ers were dominant in our communities. You know, and one of the things that the father did to attract us was instead of just bringing us the lessons from the Nation of Islam, because that's what he shared with us was the, nation, the, uh, the lessons that were found in the Nation of Islam under the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but he didn't only bring that. He brought a new system or a new lesson that he manifested called Supreme Mathematics, the Supreme Alphabets, and this is an actual language within itself, you know, the language of mathematics and alphabets. And uh, to give you an example, he taught us that uh, the first principle of mathematics, mathematics is knowledge. And the way he revealed it to us um, was, in a sense, in a poetical form, what some could say like in a rap kind of a form, like we would have to learn it and recite it. Like, for instance, knowledge is the no-listen to reserve, knowledge is the key to all aspects of life, Knowledge is the foundation of all things in existence, such as the sun is the foundation to the solar system, so is the black man a foundation to his family. Knowledge is to know the ledge, so the woman will fall off the edge and fall a victim to the devil's civilization. So this was a rap, like an organic rap, you know, that was permeated throughout the community of Harlem and the Bronx, and this was shared with those even outside of the Fiberson Nation that was highly impacted. If you look at Cool Herc, who was one of the founders of hip-hop, He'd say that, you know, at the time when it was outside in the parks and everything else, the 5% was a dominant force that was right out there in the parks with them. Right. You know, so we was right there hand-in-hand hand with the founder of hip-hop music, and especially early hip-hop, you know what I mean? And so any message, I won't say any message, but the majority of messages that you've seen in early hip-hop to um, the 80s and the early 90s that were full of conscious kind of rap music, you know, originated you know, early on with the Five Nation, and the early groups that you had then was the, one of the groups called the Hypnotizer Five that a lot of people never heard of that was there at the very beginning. Then you had the world-famous Supreme Team, you know, C. Divine, the Mastermind, and uh, just a lot of Superstar, you know, just one out of many groups. And so a lot of the early dominating groups in hip-hop music were actually Five Percenters themselves. So the terminology that's used today in hip-hop originated with the Five Percenters. When you say breaking down the science, you know, a drop in science. That comes from the Fabricin Nation. We talk about a cipher. You know, cipher is one of the principles of supreme mathematics. It's also in our supreme alphabets. You know, cipher originated with the Fabricin Nation, but you hear that a lot in uh, hip-hop music. When you hear peace G, you know, that's how the gods, we would greet each other. We would say peace God, you know, and uh, the brothers and sisters that maybe wasn't in the Fabricin Nation shortened the God to a G. They said peace G, even though now it's been tampered, diluted, and mixed to mean gangster, you know, but the original terminology wasn't gangster. The original terminology was peace God, you know. And uh, so a lot of these different terminologies used, not just in hip-hop, 
But in general, in our community, in a young community itself, originated with the Five C Nation. And I would even say the word peace in itself, the greeting of peace in hip-hop. That started with the Five C Nation. So, so that that information is all encompassing, and, and that's another thing that will help to turn some of the young people on to, you know, something that came before them, but which they can still relate to today, because it's still within the language, it's still within the culture, it's still within the walk of life of today. With even you still have today's rappers using the same lingo and the same language. So, I wanted to ask you also, um, and actually, this comes from the chat board on the um, on the Blog Talk Radio. It says, what does the nation of God on earth do presently to restore the black family? Oh, man. That's a broad question. I, that's, that's something I know you can oh, man, I know you're gonna go, you can go for that one, but just you know, right quick because i got a few more I want to get in. Go ahead. Right. Well, one of the things is, I mean, the, the 5% nation or the nation of God on earth is all throughout the planet earth, you know. Of course, we're here in the wilderness of North America. In every major city, you can find God's on earth doing positive things for their community. You know, like I'll just give you one example, uh, which is our street academy in Harlem, New York. Yeah, and um, I do a plug right now for a lot of different things. If you can, like run down a few different things going on in a few different places that people can possibly support, programs, youth movements, so on and so forth, because um, a lot of people in a lot of different cities, you know, we want them to be able to support and, and, and you know, add on. So definitely give, do the rundown. Right. I mean, you got the after-school program and the Live Street Academy in Harlem, New York. you got um, Positive Seeds in P-Line, which was started by the God Born Justice, you know, which is a program for uh, urban youth. And uh, you have what we call uh, even our own programs in the Father's Nation. We have the Universal Parliament, which happens the last Sunday of every month. In every major city, you can find this. You know, in New York, it's at Harriet Tubman in Harlem, and that's when all the youth come together as well as the elders come together and talk about different things that's going on in the community and talk about creating different programs. Um, you have uh, what we call our family days, which we have uh, different picnics and social events outside in parks typically, and we invite the youth from the community to come, and we give out free things to the youth. You know, we give out, um, uh, you know, whether it's food, whether it's um, um, a social activity, whether it's dealing with something with education. You know, this is all the way throughout from New York, Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C., um, you know, every major city. But to get more information, you can go to uh, the MySpace page for the law school in Mecca, and you can go to the uh, website for the Nation of God's Nurse, alawsnation.net. Um, you can come to my site, alawteam.info, for the law team and the different things that we're doing. But there's a whole list of different programs that are out there, man. They, they, they're too numerous to mention. You really got to go to the websites to get a rundown of all of them. And I appreciate you dropping those websites, too, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners will take it beyond this conversation and, and, and try to figure out what they can do in their own communities because, you know, sometimes that's a lot of people's issues. They just want to get involved. They want to get organized, but they don't have something solid institutional-wise, you know, that they can actually bond with and gel with and become a part of. And so, you know, we have to spread the good news. We have to spread where the revolution is taking place and it's really in action and it's successfully taking action. And, you know, the 5% Nation of God and Earth is, is an example of that. So what your, what your book is, is putting out to the people is an example of, of what's possible. And once again, we just want to thank you 
on behalf of all of my listeners, I want to thank you again. And, you know, thank everybody that was involved in putting it together. How can people support your book directly? Where can they purchase it? When I say support it, what can they do? How can they, uh, if they're interested in possibly bringing you to their city for a lecture or for a book signing, what's the procedures? How can they purchase the book online? Let's do that. Let's do that information for real. Right. Um, well, they can purchase it from the website uh, in the name of a law book dot com. Um, they can check it out at the different MySpace pages, the MySpace dot com, uh, Law, W A K E E L A L L A H. Uh, they can go there to purchase the book, as well as my contact information is on there. So they can contact me directly. Uh, my number and information and email address is all on there. So I, do, I am available to go around to the different cities and give presentations on the history of the Fathers of Nation and the impact that the Fathers of Nation has had. And also you can go to alawteam.info. And then we have another website called theblackgod.com, you know, which deals with all the different books offered by 18 Publishing, which we have the Book of God, the Truth of God, um, the book Master Fraud Muhammad, Who Is He? Who Is He Not? So you definitely want to support those books, and they're very profound books dealing with the scholarship of how we can show and prove that the black man is God from a scholarly perspective, you know, not just rhetorical. So they definitely want to check that out as well. Yes, sir. And, that, and that's, that's, that's real, the real reason why, like, I was just excited to meet you when I met you because I had already ran across your works. And on, on a scholarly level, from a researcher level, it, it was just exciting to see it all come together. And that's just like an example of, say, for example, like the Lord Jamar album and all of the different uh, history that he put in the album, the 5% album, and it came with a book and then DVDs floating around. So the information is being exposed on the level now that it hasn't ever been. And so I think that's an important part of our history now. And um, that's, that's something that we definitely have to support um, i got to ask you a question in regards to now, in regards to the trying times that we live in that we spoke about at the beginning from the gate of the interview, as far as the, just the, the climate of the country, the climate of our community, the way things are happening within the government. Um, I want you to give a message or, uh, or a final regards to the nation, the 5% nation in particular, and also our nation uh, in general to, to uh, in regards strictly to unity, uh, how important unity is right now at this point in time. Because I know there's disunity in every organization. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's differences in every organization. This organization this is this organization's in households, you know, amongst two or three people. So um, talk a bit, a, 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 a bit about how important unity is within <clears throat> your nation, our nation, and in general right now, and the nation. Right, God. Unity is extremely important. You know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad used to say that unity is more powerful than a shotgun. Unity is more powerful than any nuclear bomb that exists, you know, because when you unite in numbers, we know that we can accomplish many different things. Now, in particular, as it relates to the black man, the black man must study and analyze his history and what happened to him during the institution of slavery. Again, he was stripped of the knowledge of self, his name, his culture, you know, um, his way of life, you know, and the true identity of his God or himself. So once you recognize what you've gone through, now you know that you must be re-educated into the proper knowledge yourself. Uh, just the other day out here where I'm at in Atlanta, Georgia, a young brother, you know, was 17 years old, he murdered his mother and he murdered his two young sisters. 
You know, this has never happened before in the black community. You know, we're reaching all-time lows as it relates to our youth and the destruction that is in their minds. So Islam, we understand, as given to us in the wilderness of North America, has civilized our people. You know, the duty of the father sent is to go out and civilize the uncivilized. So that's what we got to do... Part. Not, not, excuse me for a second. That's a very important part of what you all teach. You're not just knowing something and keeping it to yourself. The obligation is after you know it, you have to teach it to those who don't know it. Exactly. And the thing is to have a proper forum in order to really know it. And that's one of the purposes of putting the book out, you know, because within the Fox Nation, you know, charity starts at home, then abroad, right? So those of us who know got to put this knowledge and information down, you know, in a comprehensive fashion to give out to the youth and even those inside the house, you know, the Fox Nation. So one of the things that we got to focus on is their original teachings of the Father of Law is given to us, and that's Supreme Mathematics, the Supreme Alphabets, and the 120 Lessons. You know, uh, as far as brotherhood goes, you hear a lot of brothers from the old school FOI, like Malcolm X and Minister Farrakhan and whom have you, that would always say that, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave them a great level of brotherhood, you know. And the Father of Law, when he came to us out in the street, we were all in different gangs and things of that nature. So we were very divided to the point that we was fighting one another, even killing one another in cases. And what he did was he gave us Islam, which created unity amongst the ranks of the brothers. So in 1966, you know, two years after he started teaching, it dissolved all of the gangs in New York City. And the only thing that existed was the movement known as the Five Percenters that was teaching the knowledge itself. So that's the same thing that we need today because you see a lot of the young brothers and sisters that are joining, um, you know, organizations such as the Bloods and the Crips. And I don't denounce them because the organization is an organization. I think it's beautiful how they have organized, you know, but we have to put the proper knowledge, wisdom, and understanding into their heads to do right things in their community because I'll say this to any brother and sister out there that's disunified, that's um, doing different things to uh, destroy their community is that if you think you're bad and tough to things of these nature, what you've got to understand is you're doing what your 400-year-old enemy has instructed you to do. So you're not that tough and you're not that bad because you're actually fulfilling the will of another man that's over you and your people. And it's showing proving that is that when you go out and commit these different crimes, they put you in a jail institution. You know what I mean? So now you're the property of your oppressor. You're the property of the government that brought you over here into slavery in the first place. You know, so you're not really any resource to your own community, nor are you even in charge of your own future because you've fallen the victim to that civilization. So what the black man is commanded to do, what the black man is challenged to do, is to rise from this current situation, you know, of poverty, you know, of crime, and rise up and go to the next level, and let's enrich ourselves, you know, spiritually, let's enrich ourselves materially, or we like to say spiritually, mental, and physically, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of different things that we have to get out here and communicate to the children, and it starts with the 5%. You know, it starts with our brothers and sisters of the nation of Islam. It starts with brothers and sisters who are conscious, because uh, what you have out here is brothers and sisters that are conscious, but they're disunified. So in order to prove that you are a conscious individual, you must have unity. But unity should be based upon truth. You know what I mean? So we have to become very scholarly, and we have to leave our, um, I would say, our prejudices at the door, you know what I mean, to resolve a common problem. All black people have a common problem here in America, and that's the fact that 
you know, we have been oppressed for so long, so we have to come out of this stump, you know, that we're in. But we've seen examples of this success. Marcus Garvey, we've seen his success. We've seen the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's success. We've seen the Father Allah Clarence 13X's success. You know, you've even seen Minister Farrakhan's success today. You know, you've even seen a brother like Barack Obama who's having success, you know. So we got to come together as a people and get rid of our old different prejudices and come together to really resolve the, uh, the problem that we have in front of us. And it's happening today. You know, never before did you have things like the Million Man March where you can get over 2 million black men to come out on the Mall of D.C. to become that united and that organized. That has never, ever happened in the history, period. Right. That's real. That's real. It is that time, and that time is now. That's why what you're doing is so important. Once again, brothers, I just want to help you. Anything we can do on our end, you know, just reach out and let us know as far as helping to spread the word, promote the product, and so on and so forth. And uh, we appreciate you for taking time out your busy schedule to join us right here on Viva Fidel International Revolutionary Radio. This is where we expose it right here. This is revolution in action. It's not just talking about it. This is actually being about it and walking the walk and putting in the work. How long did it take you to put together the book, brother? You know, brother, it was. I worked on it over a period of eight or nine years, brother. Yeah, I know you can say that in phases. You can even say how long it took in different phases because I understand the amount of work that it takes to do a project like that and to do it right. And, and, and that's the reason why it's so important that we all – Take a look at the book. It's called In the Name of the Father by Waqil Allah. And, you know, you can Google it. You can find it. It's, it's, it's available all over the Internet. So make sure you support that. And make sure you do the knowledge yourself. Find out more about the history of Clarence 13X, about the history of the nation of God's and earth. Uh, actually, one of the greatest stories never told. And, you know, um, I'll just, you know, actually, again, thank you and just tell you that, you know, you can – Check out some of the, my information at vivafidelonline.com where you can get through all the YouTube, the MySpace, the mixtapes, get you some free music, get you some healthy hip-hop to, you know, keep you pushing while you're in the fight, big brother. Mm, so indeed, God, I mean, you are definitely part of the solution with your show. Yes, indeed. So we're putting it down right here on Viva Fidel Radio. So we appreciate your time. And, again, we'll be in touch with you, and we want to support everything you're doing. Oh, true indeed, Fidel. I appreciate your support, God. All right, peace to the God. All right, peace. Peace. Once again, this is how we're getting down. we got another show coming up Tuesday, March 4th, with Soap from Indie Heat Magazine. It's an underground DVD magazine. It's a showcase it's out of Atlanta, Soap is an incredible entrepreneur, major guerrilla marketer, guerrilla promoter. He's he's definitely in the family and on the team. So we're going to give him a little bit of time on Bebop Fidel International Revolutionary Radio to expose what he's doing in action because uh, he's not just talking about it, he's doing it. He's community building, and he's also uh, helping to – develop some economics, and that's what it's about. That's what we want to promote. That's what we want to help to develop. So if y'all got some information out there that we need to know about right here on Viva Fidel International Radio, hit us up. Let me know. You can send emails to Gorilla Promo G-O-R-I-L-L-A-P-R-O-M-O, at Gmail, or you can, you know, send a message through the blog talk, radio.com slash Viva Fidel, any way you want to do it. 
Uh, you can Google Levi Fidel, one word. You can catch that dude all over the all over the fiber optic cyberspace world. And um, once again, we want to thank our guests and make sure y'all go and support the book. If y'all have any opportunity, if you catch them anywhere or if you hear about the book being sold anywhere, make sure you support it. Pass it on to some of the youth, some of the young people that might really need to be exposed um, to something powerful because it will change your life. It changed my life. It changed Brother Wakil's life and, and, and millions of other people across the world. So once again, make sure you support that in the name of Allah, as in Allah, the Father, as in Clarence 13X. You know, you just got a very good rundown from the brother. That wasn't no joke. Once again, make sure you tune in. Maybe live I'll take some calls on Tuesday with Soap um, from Indie Heat Magazine. He's so ATL. Any of the ATL folks out there want to give him a shout-out. He got an independent video show. You can check out IndieHeat.com. He's got major merchandise, major information, if you're looking to cross-promote with somebody who's heavy, heavy, heavy in the streets, heavy, heavy, heavy online, Soap is the dude for that. Once again, y'all make sure y'all tune in. I got a lot of things coming up, and um, it's a few different promotional pieces that we'll be dropping in, you know, that that's in-house things, be by Fidel things, outside of the fact we'll be bringing in and connecting you with some of my comrades from all over the planet that's doing major things. I guarantee you, you won't have a sleeper show, not once on here. Everybody brought on the Viva Fidel International Radio Show will be a major power mover wherever they plant and they see anywhere on the planet. The whole earth is our turf. We're going to get out of here with some good vibes, take you out home with the war drums. This is a uh, project that's featured on the front page of the VivaFidel.com, VivaFidelOnline.com, and also the uh, Blog Talk Radio it's called War Drums, and um, it's actually an intercontinental project I'm putting together with some brothers from out of South Africa in Cape Town. So much love to all my family in Cape Town. We can put together a uh, project. It's called The New Passage, Back to Africa, Over to America, or vice versa. Featuring more fire music. The video is available. Download it. I'll let y'all do this. 12 o'clock noon. So from Indie Heat Magazine. Viva Fidel signing out. Revolutionary International Radio Broadcast. Peace. Power. That's what pops always say. Liberation is a word some scared to say. These days it look like some awful times ahead. So we spread the lessons, they get prepared. Modern day disasters is next to expected. Still explanations get neglected. Cause everybody is so entertained. Babylon killers in the street, simple and plain, no shame. But that ain't gonna keep going down. We bring out the war drums, some in the underground. Some in the underground. Bring out the war drums. This is the war drum by Fidel Mofi Music. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
Try to life with people, feel it, pressure local change Your pay, they say, just like the skin of silver My poop, I just do my squads open I'm on a penny, just a skin Like a baby, poop, I throw the phone That I put for the dad, your patient name Mama, can I tell you, the guy, I put the gold in down Don't I inspire the problem, it's a bucket to create that Seen the party, strong, I'll go back to play now Sit the whole down, be strong, sit the heat the masses ain't never been moved by the devil's politics Survival skills to us have been real Unite or die, that's the code we live by People so quick to hate, it might be too late You got a lot on your plate, imagine it's to infiltrate First thing we gotta make sure we spread the news and revolution Education changes things, that's the first solution That go back to what Pop said That's the reason so many soldiers end up dead for nothing Let me tell you something The people united still will never be defeated This mind over matter, we gotta get it together I can run down on the list, but you already know, cause the world is a ghetto, and it's police terror all over the map, are you scared to strike back, twice as hard, we ain't scared to die, but we got a right to live, and we've seen what they do to non-violent leaders, poor people with feelings, especially when they hungry, and all their life they've seen their whole family struggle for money, oh yes, it gets dangerous, and ignorance makes it murderous, this timeless music is for the movement, the elder schooling is no illusion, this is the final hour. To reclaim your power and fly away. Summon the underground. Bring out the war drums. Summon the underground. More fire records. I need music. Taking it back to Africa with this one right here. It's called War Drums by Viva Fidel. healthy hip-hop music, you can log on to vivafidelmixtapes.mypodcast.com and you can get plenty music. We got the Volume 1, Volume 2, the Beat Down, the Wake Up Card, several different mixtapes on there full of healthy hip-hop music. You just heard War Drums. Make sure you tune in on Tuesday, 12 noon, we have Soap from Indie Heat Magazine, IndieHeat.com. He's so ATL. He's so for real. 
And I'm going to tell you the truth. He's a serious businessman, entrepreneur. He's making major moves in the industry. So make sure that you come and check out that show if you want some plugs or if you want to cross-promote. We will let you do the call-in the whole thing. Thanks again to the guest, Waqil Allah, the G-O-D in the flesh, for coming down and blessing the show. Viva Fidel International Radio. Thank all the listeners for participating. Spread the news. We on blogtalkradio.com backslash Viva Fidel. I got a lot of powerful information to expose to you, revolutionary action to unveil to you. We got a lot of shows lined up, and I want you to let us know who you think representing the revolutionary action that should be featured or have their uh, – product feature or have the organization feature or, you know, who wants to help put in some work out here in these streets and help save the babies and help bring some reconstructive change in the community that's going to bring it right back to where it's supposed to be. And it's already in motion. So all we're asking is everybody add on and make sure you spread the word. You know what I'm saying? Be by Fidel on Blog Talk Radio, International Revolutionary, Healthy Hip Hop. We can go on and on forever, but it's about time to get up out of here. We got things to do. People to see, places to go. Peace.